Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Mind the Gap. Great episode for all you guys today. We're going to start off with a recap of Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL, and then we're going to roll directly into our latest rankings episode, joined by the first ever guest in Mind the Gap history. That's a big one. You won't want to miss it. Great episode for you guys coming up. Let's go. And welcome back, everyone. Today is Wednesday, January 19th. And Sammy, how are you doing, buddy? I am feeling great. Had a lovely weekend of watching football. A little disappointed with the results, but overall it was a really fun weekend. A lot of, well, I mean, a lot of good games, a lot of bad games. And now looking forward to the divisional round coming up this weekend with some spectacular games. But overall, we are doing well, ready to record, ready to have our first guest on here and discuss rankings again, and excited for another episode. Absolutely. So, Sammy, you want to tell the uh, listeners how we both did this week in our picks? Did you go five for six? I did. I went five for six. You went three for six. Okay, three for six isn't horrible, right? It's not horrible. I just, well, I did lose. not horrible. I will admit that I did lose, but... Uh, but I did go three for six, which is mediocre. Not not usually up to my standard there, but it's not terrible. Uh, I'll give Chris credit this week. Quite a good showing from him, uh, considering that he also took the Patriots versus the Bills. It almost would have been six for six if it wasn't the Patriots playing. So we got to give him credit this week. That's all I got to say about that for now. Also, you know, to be fair, obviously a loss is a loss. But on the podcast, I did say I didn't love the pick, but I can't bet against the Patriots in the playoffs. So, But yeah, five for six, big week for me. I think what this means just is that you know, when the playoffs come is when I really step up to the plate. I thrive under pressure. So you know, Sammy might win the regular season games. When the games actually matter is when I really perform, I think. Uh, we'll see about that this week. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, looking at the games, like I thought I almost got there. I thought the Raiders should have kept it within five and a half, honestly. Uh the Eagles and Chiefs game, I don't know what I was thinking there, not going to lie. Apparently, taking teams against good teams away isn't good. I thought the Eagles would be able to keep it close. They weren't. I thought the Steelers would be able to keep it close. They weren't able to do that either. Those two I deserve to lose. I don't know. I thought the Raiders were, I have no excuses this week, Chris. I'm going to be honest. I don't have many excuses right now. Is what it is. Is what it is. Uh, all right, Sammy. Why don't we just start off with the first game on Saturday? Raiders versus Bengals. The Bengals win this one, 26-19. The Bengals' first playoff win in 31 years. You know, the stat everyone was talking about was that uh, there had never been a text sent about a Bengals' playoff win. That now obviously is not true. Care to elaborate what that means? Well, texting was invented the year in, like, 1992, and the last Bengals' playoff win was in 1991. So no one had ever sent a text saying the Bengals just won a playoff game. That yes, I knew it. I just wanted to clarify that for the listeners. I don't know. It was, this was obviously a good game. Uh, do you think this was a deserving result of this game? I do. I do. Obviously, what everyone's talking about is the officiating. There were some interesting decisions. Obviously, Jerome Boger has been pulled most of the playoffs, so he's not going to officiate another game, which never is great when you do one game and they say you're done. So obviously, Wait, there's. Chris, there's I'm not, I'm, I watched so many games this weekend that I'm kind of forgetting certain details. What was the bad officiating in this game? It was the uh, in the first first second quarter there was the Bengals touchdown oh, when Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow kind of rolled out to the right and almost set out of bounds but got the pass off. And there was a, an inadvertent whistle while the ball was still in the air. And by rule that should have meant that the ball was dead and the down was replayed. But instead the officials the officials ruled that. The receiver had already uh, caught the ball when the whistle was blown, which was not the case. And so I see it from both sides. Obviously, if you're a Raiders fan, then it just means the down should have been replayed. That's that's the letter of the law. If you're a Bengals fan, the whistle occurred when the ball was like four feet away from the receiver's hands. I don't think that the defender would have gotten there had the whistle not happened. I think it would have been a touchdown. So 
I, I think I see it from both sides. But yeah, technically it should not have counted. And they should have had to replay it down. And who knows what happens from that point. Oh, I agree with the Bengals on this one. The, first of all, the whistle should never have been blown. I don't know why the whistle was blown. Imagine the outrage from the Bengals fans if the, they called it that the play was dead, even though the whistle... Because sh- the guy, the referee thought he was out of bounds, which he clearly wasn't watching the replay. So the whistle should never have been blown. And he was so wide open in the end zone that the defender wasn't going to get there anyways that I just think the f- sometimes you have to like forget the rules maybe a little bit and just look at what's fair, and this was definitely the fair call here. Yeah, except that you know the rules are the rules, right? And you can't be bending them because you think that makes sense. So I, I get well, it. The I rule, get both sides. Wait, the, the rule is also that if the ball, you, you call a whistle when the ball is out of bounds, he wasn't out of bounds, so he broke one rule, might as well break the second rule as well. Yeah, it was, it was a referee's mistake to blow the whistle. I'm just saying that I understand Raiders fans being upset because because what should have happened is that they should have re- replayed it down because the whistle was blown while the ball was in the air. And also, like, I don't know if the defender would have gotten there, but you could see in the replay that he did kind of stop when the whistle was blown. Like, his hands were down by his side. So I don't know if I just talked to him about that, but, like, the defender, like, did you stop? I assume he'd say yes at this point. But I, I get it from both perspectives, I think I'd say. I mean, obviously that wasn't like the final play of the game. That was early on in the game, so the Raiders don't have an excuse after that point. They still had a chance to win this game. Uh, the one part that confused me a little bit is Josh Jacobs had 13 carries in this game when he was averaging 6.5 yards a carry, and he by far looked like the most effective playmaker on the field for the Raiders. I don't know why they didn't keep giving him the ball more often. He seemed, Every time he got the ball, it, was, it seemed like it was 5, 6, 7, 8 yards, and yet they only gave him the ball 13 times. And that seemed way more effective than anything else they were doing throughout this game. Yeah, I mean, I will say that he had the 135-yard run, so that made the yards per carry look a lot higher than it actually was. Well, still. Like, really, it was 12 for, like, 50. But, yeah, completely should have established that more. Obviously, when Derek Carr's throwing the ball 54 times, that perhaps is not a recipe for success. But they were, they were in it, right? It felt like they were out of the game, and... You look up all of a sudden they're driving on the field for a tying a game tying touchdown. They almost had it. So I mean, even twelve for fifty is still more than four yards of carry. He was he was running the ball well that game. I just I thought the running game should have been established much more. I don't know. That's all I have to say about that. Because like on the I don't know how many times did the Bengals the Bengals ran the ball seventeen twenty times. no mixed in seventeen carries but they had twenty they ran the ball twenty five times overall. Eh. Joe Mixon really didn't do much on the ground, but I don't know. I think the Raiders would have had a better shot at this game had they given Josh Jacobs the ball 20 times, and that's my opinion on that. Yeah. So, I mean, looking forward, the Bengals are playing the Titans. I think the Bengals are probably the easiest out of any team left in the playoffs. For the Raiders, I I do hope they hire Rich Passaccia as their full-time head coach. It feels like that's who the players want, and he obviously did a a good job this year kind of steadying the ship. Uh, kept them in this playoff game. They must want a playoff game. So, you, you, think, think, the Bengals, you, think, you think the Bengals are the worst team in the playoffs? The worst team left? Yeah, I do. You think they're worse than the Niners? Yes. Agreed. But I still so think let, they have a chance. Yeah, I think they have a chance. Uh, the, the Titans, I do think they're, they've been perennially, perennially disrespected. I don't know. We'll, we'll cover that in our uh, our weekend preview later. In the week. Yeah, fair enough. All right, next up. Uh, next up, Patriots-Bills. Bills Tough on this one, one here. 47-17. I stopped watching like in the third quarter because it was bad for my mental health. Um, I stopped Bills, watching in the first quarter. It was the first ever NFL, perfect NFL game where the Bills got a touchdown every possession except for the last one where they just kneeled down. So that's that's pretty pretty crazy. They obviously did not have a single punt, single field goal. It's just, what is it? It was uh, seven touchdowns, I think, total. I don't know. It was it was very bad. What's that math, Sammy? Yeah, seven touchdowns. We did block two extra points, so that's something. Um, I don't know. Honestly, for me, I mean, Mac didn't even play that bad. Mac Mac played pretty well. Uh, he had two interceptions, but the first one was just a great play on Micah Hyde. I think that I, I watched the first the first half obviously pretty intently. Um, on their first drive, they just marched on the field, score touchdown. I thought, oh, this probably isn't a good sign. And then on our first drive, we had two players who were wide open for like twenty five yard gains just drop the ball, and they scored again. It was fourteen zero. I was like, I don't I don't see this going very well. Um, I I will say I'm surprised 
like I thought, I thought it was gonna be closer because it was so cold outside. It was like zero degrees. The ball was. Chris a predicted that this game was gonna be like thirteen to ten in the cold weather. I will Laura's say that prediction. it wasn't. It wasn't just me predicting that. Like I think that general consensus was that it was gonna be a pretty low scoring game, but Josh Allen just seemed like he was not affected even the tiniest bit by the cold. I think that part of it was that there was not a lot of wind, so it was very cold, but it wasn't like cold plus the wind just absolutely whipping you in the face. So there was that, but I don't know. I mean, I think the Patriots are overmatched at the skill positions. The Bills just had better skill position players. And I think there's a reason why rookie quarterbacks struggle in the playoffs, right? It's, it's, it was Mac's first ever game. And if you told me at the start of the season, this was our season, right? Like after having a losing record last year, going 10-7 and with a rookie quarterback and then losing the first round of the playoffs, like I wouldn't have been... It would have sucked the way we lost the playoffs, but I wasn't happy with how the season went as a whole. So I'm not too upset by this one. I don't know. I think that this game just goes to show what I've been saying the whole season. The Patriots are frauds, that they're not actually a good team, that they had a few good games that made them Except look good. Except that if Josh Allen plays like this against anyone, like they win that game. Josh Allen, Mac Josh Jones. Allen was... Josh Mac Allen Jones was, was criminally... Mac Jones is criminally overrated, and he only had a good season because Bill Belichick asked him to do nothing, actually. He never really threw the ball that deep. It was all short passes, relying on the run game. I just, fraudulets, fraud, how, how would I put that? Patriots, fraudulets, I don't even know how to say it, but I've been saying this all year. I never thought they were good. I agree that the Bills, I'm just like kind of hating on Chris right now, just for the Josh fun of Allen, it. Josh Allen had more touchdowns and incompletions. He went 21 for 25, 308, five touchdowns, zero sacks. He rushed six times for 66 yards. I, I, I don't, if he plays like that, he's the best player in the league and they win the Super Bowl. If he, if my problem like with that, this, my problem with the Patriots is that I don't think Mac Jones is a long term solution. What are you talking about? He was the best rookie this year. I'm just saying, I've been watching him. I know he's good, but he just seems like one of those quarterbacks that doesn't have a high enough ceiling. So He's just always going to... So you'd rather have, like, Trey Lance, who was dog shit this whole year. Like, no, I'd rather have, like, Justin Herbert. Or yeah, like Joe ob- Burrow. Oh, my God, yeah. Obviously, you'd rather have Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow. Or Joe Burrow. they're two of the... Be- Joe, for, Joe Burrow was a first overall pick. Josh Hur- like, I, I don't... Of course, you'd rather have that. That's, that's like being like, yeah, I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes on this team. Yeah, duh. Just saying, I don't think Mac. I think Mac Jones is going to be a solid, consistent quarterback, but I don't think he's good enough to lead a team to a Super Bowl, which is going to be a problem long term. I I think that that's an absurd take to make after his rookie season, in which he led a team to the playoffs. Herbert did not do that his rookie year. Burrow was obviously hurt, but the Bengals sucked his rookie year. I'm, I'm just, I just like hating on the Patriots. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, I mean, compromising your analysis, whatever. Uh, let's move on here. <laughs> Eagles, Bucks. We can be quick on this one. The Bucks beat the Eagles 31-15. It really wasn't as close. Like that, that makes it sound somewhat close. The Eagles were both the touchdowns in the fourth quarter when the Bucks were kind of in, you know, protect the lead mode. They weren't. They didn't really care about going too hard anymore. They want to get hurt for next week. So not much to say here. I think that for as an Eagles fan, I think similar Patriots fan. You overperformed this year. They played pretty well. They have three first-round picks. They traded Carson Wentz to the Colts and then did better than the Colts did and got their pick. So I don't think that you can be too upset with this one losing the defending Super Bowl champs. They didn't beat anyone good all year, which is why I was very confident in my Bucks pick. Yeah, any, anything to say, Sammy? I mean, talking about quarterbacks, they're definitely not a long-term solution. I think Jalen Hurts fits that, that description. He's just not a good enough passer to succeed long-term in this league. He obviously can run the ball, but that only gets you so far. He misses some bad throws. Like, I was watching this game, and he makes some bad throws. Obviously, he also makes some good throws. He's an NFL quarterback. He's still exceptionally talented, obviously. But compared to other quarterbacks in this league, he makes some terrible throws, and I don't know what they're going to do with him. Do you think he's going to be a long-term solution? No, right? No, I do think he might just be the quarterback next year because yeah, no, he still has have... a couple. He definitely has a couple years left with them, but they're not going to go anywhere far with him. Like they might well, still make the playoffs. I, mean, I think that but... if there was a if there was a top quarterback prospect in this draft, like if there's a Trevor Lawrence this year, I think the Eagles would go for him. 
I just there's no one like that in this year's draft. And obviously, quarterbacks always rise in the draft. Like there, there's always going to be quarterbacks who who look kind of meh at this point, but then by April, teams are going to talk themselves into them and they're going to rise up draft boards. You see that happen over and over again. So I'm sure that even though right now it looks like there will be no quarterback in the top 10, I guarantee you eventually there will be a quarterback taken in the top 10 just because quarterbacks are so valuable. But there's no like transcendent prospect. So I think it'll be Jalen Hurts again next year, probably. Is Bryce or they Young might trade not, for a veteran. Is Bryce Young not going to be a top pick? He's a freshman, so is it, he'll not is be he, a top pick. Is he, he's not going to the draft this year? You have to – I don't know. I, I don't follow college football. We're a sports really. podcast. I don't really follow college football. You, you know three this. years, three years in college. You do? Yeah. So who's the number one prospect coming out this year? Quarterback prospect or just overall yeah. prospect? Quarterback, quarterback. Kenny Pickett. Sounds lame. Well, last name Pickett is tough in the NFL, right? Like interceptions, picks. But he uh, he was the Pitt quarterback last year. He was very good. He's a very good quarterback, but not a top, top tier guy. Interesting. All right, well, not much more to say about that game. Buccaneers, big game this weekend against the Rams. We'll see how that goes. I got the Rams. I got the Rams in that game. I'll take I'll take the Bucks maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll do the weekend preview. Of course you're taking the Bucks. You're a Tom Brady fanatic. Um, okay, let's actually let let's skip the 49ers for now. We'll do the Steelers, Chiefs, and the Cardinals Rams, and then go back to that one because we can talk about that one for a little longer. Fair play, um fair Chiefs, play. Steelers, Chiefs forty two, Steelers twenty one. I was actually very concerned about my Chiefs pick in the first quarter and after TJ Watt had that scoop and score. But after that the Chiefs scored 7, uh, 7 14, 20. Patrick Mahomes had a nice The Chiefs game. scored 35 unanswered points. So that, I think, kind of put my fears to rest. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes played very well. Jarek McKinnon, who He's was back. in the 49ers and was hurt for like two consecutive years, looked very good for them. Yeah, I do they, daily, they look kind of unbeatable right now. I do daily fantasy once in a while, and I, I saw that Clyde Edwards was out, and I thought – Daryl Williams was the obvious player and just have a good game, but he got one carry, and Jarek McKinnon just seems to be the new guy there. Yeah. I mean, 12 for 61, 5.1 yards per carry. And look at his receptions. Yeah. 6 for 81 and a touchdown. I mean, he looked very good. And they already obviously have Kelsey and Tyreek, and when you, when, you, when you have skill position players like that, that opens up opportunities for other players because of the gravity they have on the field. People forget that Jarek McKinnon was actually really good, and he got a massive contract with the 49ers. He had that one good year at the Vikings, and the, the 49ers gave him millions and millions of dollars. Well, he, like, tours Achilles he got, in training camp, didn't he? Yeah. Like, if he's at, if he's at, yeah, he got injured, and he never actually played much for the 49ers. But if he's actually healthy and back, then he it seems like a good option for this team because he can pass, he can, he can catch, he can run. And I don't know if he's healthy, and this is already a little early to talk about that, but next year... Maybe he emerges as the number one guy, and Clyde Edwards kind of takes a backseat role. You never know. Yeah, maybe. So just turning to the Steelers for a second here. This was, this was in all likelihood, Roethlisberger's final game as a Steeler. And his stats actually looked, like, not terrible. It was 29 for 44, 215, two touchdowns. But you could just watch him, and he was missing throws so badly. He was under-throwing wide-open guys. Like, I, he just – he is so obviously washed that it, it was a little hard to watch. Um because he was a fun player to watch in his prime, just shrugging off defenders and just throwing darts, but he is no longer that player. So the Steelers, obviously next year, are going to enter a new era with a different quarterback. It's interesting because it's a pretty good team, right? Like, it wasn't a bunch of old guys going for one last ride with Ben. It was it's a pretty young team. Najee Harris, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, who had like four drops in this game, but still is a pretty wide receiver normally. So... If they can find a quarterback, I think that they'd be in a pretty good spot as like a mid-level kind of playoff contender. But obviously it hinges on who they have next year throwing the passes. Also, I think they need a better O-line. Yeah, yes. Quarterback and offensive line are the two. I guys. think they should, in the draft, I don't know what picks they have, but they should definitely just stock up an offensive line and try to trade for a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, Najee was 12 for 29. So that's, that's, that's tough. When you I think can't run or pass the ball. This might sound ridiculous, but they draft two or three offensive linemen that are actually good, and then they trade for 
a marquee quarterback like Russell Wilson who wants to leave Seattle or something crazy like that, they automatically become Super Bowl contenders. I don't see Wilson going to Pittsburgh. I don't either, but I'm just using that as an example. I would say it's more likely they go for one of those veterans, like like how the Broncos got Teddy Bridgewater this year. I think it's more likely that they go for one of those guys. Like, like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, yeah, Fitzpatrick maybe. They have Dwayne Haskins and no. Mason Rudolph on their team no. already, so... If Tomlin has faith in one of them, that could be an answer. They could trade, like, Gardner Minshew on the Eagles. I could see him going there. Um, you know, even, like, Keith Keenum. I don't know, like, all those kind of veteran backups around the league. I could see them That's looking at one of those guys explosive. as, like, a bridge. Well, because, like I said, there's no there's no top prospect in this draft. So I could see them just, like, looking for a bridge, right? Like, one or two years of some veteran before they can actually draft a guy who they want to be their future quarterback. I agree. I mean, overall, it's an impressive season for the Steelers, all things considered, right? You made it to the playoffs when you kind of sucked, so yeah. there's no there's no shame for them this it year. It is a bummer that the Chargers missed out and the Steelers got in, because the Chargers are so much better than the Steelers, and they would have been actually yeah. fun to do watch you think, that Do uh, you think Big Ben's done career, or do you think he tries to go somewhere else? No, he's done. He has to be done. He has to be done. No one people else would want him. He's so bad. I'm trying to think. You don't think any team would like try to no. take him off for a year or two hoping no, he has something I left i don't think he would want to i think he'd want to be like a stealer for life and i also just he's so bad he was so bad this year that i think no one else would even look at him like who wants their okay, 38 year old quarterback who can't move anymore give me a team that he could go to that would that he'd help you don't think if he was at the browns that they could actually be pretty good no, I think, the Browns, Mayfield, I think Baker Mayfield is better than he is. Baker Mayfield's not good. People are saying that the Browns are a really good team, and the only problem with them is Baker Mayfield sucks, and if they had a good quarterback, they'd do well. But, Ro- but Roethlisberger's not a good quarterback anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have a little bit of hope that maybe he has something left no, in the tank. No, absolutely not. Did you watch any series this year? Because he, 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 he can't move anymore. He has no mobility. And he doesn't have the arm strength left to throw the ball farther than, like, 15 yards. It was like Drew Brees last year. It was just, like, dink and dunk. You try and throw downfield and it'd be ten yards short. Fair enough. I mean, I just, I just like to, because he's obviously a Hall of Fame quarterback, so it's kind of sad to see it come to this point. I mean, I'm looking at the teams right now, like all the teams in the league, they about their quarterbacks, quarterback situations, and I, I don't like maybe the the Giants when Daniel Jones was hurt. I don't think, I don't think so. <laughs> like I, I really, I don't, I don't see a spot here where he'd be helpful to anyone. Fair. I'm just saying, because people were talking that there's a chance he doesn't actually totally retire and then he just leaves no, Pittsburgh he and plays a season or two. He's so bad. Nah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that. All right, enough of that garbage game. Let's do uh, Cardinals-Rams. Uh, Cardinals-Rams last night. Rams 34, Cardinals 11. That was two nights ago when you're hearing this. Wait, 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 wait. Let me take our listeners back on a little story. Uh, you may remember about, I don't know, probably four or five weeks ago, the Cardinals were coming off a hot victory. And a esteemed member of our podcast, Christopher Gumina, said that he thinks the not four, are no, 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 not four, not I, it was, this was not four or five weeks ago. This was when they How were long like, was this? this is when they were like nine and one. Fine, a couple months ago, that wasn't that long. I think this was. Let me look at their games and see if I can remember what game you said this after. It was because it was because I picked against them. One second, let me. Give me one second, folks. Let me it, go back it was here. Early December, because it was I bet I picked them in the Rams game and they lost. That that's what it was. It was like early December. December that was so it December was four. 7th. So, it so it was, was like five weeks ago. ago. Yeah, five weeks ago. Yeah, okay. So yeah, why yeah, were you yeah. saying it was exactly five? So let me go back there. About four or five weeks ago, they beat the Rams in a crucial game at the time, and Chris goes there. No, the they top. no, no, Sammy. What? You're screwing this up. They beat the Bears on December fifth. 33-22. I'm going to be honest. I don't care about the backstory. I'm, I just want to say that you called them. And they were 10-2. The... They were 10-2 at that point. I don't care about the In the middle the ba- of the week, I picked them in our picks, and you picked the Rams. And I think they were Super Bowl contenders, and they lost. And I was I've I don't seen. care about the backstory. My whole point about this was that about a month ago, he called the Rams one of the top Super Bowl contenders. That was Chris's pick over there. And they looked absolutely horrible. Okay, that's absurd that you would draw that conclusion because – they were ten and two, and since then they've been terrible. And I've, I'm like, I've off, I'm off. I didn't say that last week. I've been off them since then. 
I'm just saying that it was like a month ago. You call them top Super Bowl contender, and now they're just terrible. Yeah, yeah, they were really I mean, bad. they looked terrible. It's weird what happened to them. Kyler, could- Kyler looked awful. Looked like he was 5'6 out there, just getting absolutely smothered. That interception he threw in the end zone was one of the worst plays I've ever seen from a quarterback in my entire life. Just getting sacked in the end zone, tosses up an absolute duck, and the guy catches it at the one-yard line and walks in. Did you, did you listen to the uh, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning broadcast for this? I did not. I did not. Okay, this was so funny. The score, what was the score at the time? It was like 14-0, right? Um, it was 14-0 at the time, yeah. And Eli Manning and Peyton yeah, Manning do this. Eli and Peyton do this broadcast on ESPN where they commentate the game, and they have special guests. And they have a special guest. It was Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and he was their special guest. And it's 14-0, and Peyton and Eli ask Dwayne Johnson, what would you say to the Cardinals right now? And Dwayne Johnson goes on some crazy inspirational speech about how you have your back against the walls and there's only one way to go and you have to go forward and go forward. And he's literally saying this as Kyler Murray snaps the ball and he says, you got to keep going forward and push forward from here on. And then he gets, then he has the worst play in NFL history and he almost gets sacked in the end zone. He throws it up for the pick six and it was right in the middle of the rocks inspirational speech. And it was some quality entertainment on TV. So I highly recommend you go back and watch that clip. Yeah, that that's pretty rough all around. I don't know. It was a tough day for the Cardinals. I, I, Kyler was good all Kyler was good for the first like twelve weeks and then kind of fell off, which is how the Cardinals usually operate. There's some pretty funny stats of Cliff Kingsbury going back to uh, to when he was coach of Texas Tech in college. Like looking at his last five or six games, he's always terrible. Like he was like five uh one and five, one and four, two and six, like all the way through. He just kind of tails off and at the end of seasons, which would I guess indicate that uh I don't know. He's not good at he's not good at making adjustments over the course of the year. But I don't know. Not much take from this one. The Rams look very good. The Cardinals look very bad. Uh, I'm just gonna say, I think honestly the offense of the Cardinals sucked too. But the defense was even more shocking. When you look at the Rams rushing yards per carry, it actually doesn't look that impressive. It's like four point five, three point something. But watching this game, it just seemed that there were so many times where they just did simple handoffs. And they just got the easiest eight yards of their life. Like Cam Akers and Sonny Michelle just were running through oh. holes that were huge. There was that play where Cam Akers knocked Buda Baker unconscious and then like celebrated over his lifeless body, which was just horrific to watch. And obviously we hope Buda Baker's okay. But that that was that was absolutely wild that you would knock someone out on the field and then just start like celebrating on top of them. To be fair, he tweeted after the game. At the time he had no idea he Did was he? hurt. Yeah, he tweeted after he apologized after the game. He tweeted he had, he had no idea. You can't really go bad on him when you like truck somebody so hard. Like you're gonna celebrate a little bit. He didn't know the he guy, was hurt. Budbaker was on the ground in the fencing position, and and you're like he was over his body doing the too small motion. Yeah, I didn't know. Like when you do that, you truck somebody. Like you're gonna do that. He apologized after the game. He didn't know what was happening, so you can't hate on him for that. All right, fair. But, okay, so let's just yeah. move on, Sammy. Okay, Last fine. Game. 49ers Cowboys this was the kind of the only good game of the weekend actually I mean the, I guess the Bengals game looks pretty good this is the best game of the weekend was I think really, I go straight though? to that final play Sammy what was going on in the well, Cowboys let's be honest. mind this wasn't even that good of the game until the fourth quarter because the 49ers were up pretty good most of the game the right yeah, but it was good when the the yeah. Cowboys started to come back. Also, I'm, the Nick the Nick game was always electric. The game I'm just saying it was. I'm just gonna say it was weird how like all the games this weekend were kind of terrible games. Besides this one and maybe the Raiders one, like there was four like easy blowout games, and it wasn't the most exhilarating football to watch. Did you did you watch the game on Nickelodeon or CBS? Uh, I watched it a little bit on Nickelodeon, but it was still tough to watch on Nickelodeon. It was hard to watch, but it was so funny. No, it like was the, a tough the watch. The slime monster coming out of the field at random times, the way they kick field goals into like Patrick Starr's face, the commentators were awful. It was hard. It was th- really hard to listen to. The I think the worst part was the the angle for the field kick. Oh my god, yeah. the field goals. Yeah, it was you so, it made no ball. sense at all. It was it was it was a tough watch. I mean, I'm glad they're doing it for kids, but. I mean, if you're a grown adult, I don't see any reason to tune into that broadcast. It was pretty funny. Um, there's the MVP trophy that's given out in that game. Um, last year, Mitch Trubisky, who was the quarterback of the Bears, the team that lost, he won it. 
this year Dak Prescott, the Cowboys quarterback, he won it, and so obviously the MVP like, is the MVP seems to always be the quarterback of the losing team for some odd yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, it's uh the some of the barstool guys like influence the vote and are like, okay, everyone go vote for Dak Prescott, and then I guess people just do it, and so Dak Prescott won the MVP in a let's be honest, effort. Dak Dak Prescott looked horrible in this game. He looked bad. I mean. Jimmy Jimmy Grappolo was sixteen for twenty five for one seventy five, so he didn't look great either. Okay, but he, he didn't have to look like great because he handed the ball. He didn't have to look great because he handed the ball off thirty eight times. Yeah, it's crazy how Debo Samuel is like the best, one of the best running backs and receivers in the league right now. It's like absurd. He took, every time I touch the ball, he gets like fifteen yards. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Dak. You know, Dak Prescott is getting paid seventy five million dollars this year. Yeah, he it was it was a tough season for him. Like including like signing strong, bonus, but yeah. like signing bonus, all incentives. Dak Prescott's making seventy five million dollars this year, and he just looked like he looked like Mac Jones out there. Well, let's let's go to the final play. <laughs> so, Cowboys driving down the field, trying to score a game winning touchdown. They're at like the fifty yard line, and they run a quarterback draw with fourteen seconds left. They don't get the snap off in time, and the game ends after the run. So what, what was your thought on that? Okay, a couple of things I have to say about this. I hate how Cowboys fans are blaming the refs for this loss when that is most evidently not the case. The, the referee has to touch the ball after before the next snap, and you're watching the ref here. He wasn't jogging. He was sprinting, and he touched it. He did what he had to do. But yet again, I don't hate the quarterback draw on this play if you get down and actually able to spike the ball because it worked. I just don't know why he kept running. You should have gotten the first down, slid a little earlier, spiked the ball, and you have two or three seconds. But he just kept going and just made it harder for him to snap the ball. I didn't hate the play call since he had 13 seconds, which should be enough to run and spike it. But there was no, like, the Cowboys fans were saying the game was rigged, refs were paid off, and it's just so annoying to listen to because if you watch this game, the 49ers are the better team, and the Cowboys just did not play well at all. And this has nothing to do with the rest. This has to do with the Cowboys' typical playoff choke. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, like, you look at that ref. He is just absolutely hauling ass downfield, like some 55-year-old ref just sprinting downfield trying to get the ball. It is the Cowboys' fault, right? Like, you have to give the ball to the ref there. Giving it to the center kind of delayed everything because you saw the ref, like, bumped into the players. He was trying to get to the ball and touch it as fast as he possibly could. So definitely not the ref's fault at all. Um, I also will say that it seems like a lot of teams, like, it seems like most teams believe, from what I've read, that 18 seconds is the minimum time to run that play, right? What like, that's going to be 18 seconds left on the clock to run a quarterback draw in that situation to guarantee getting the spike off, and only 14 seconds left when they ran this one, so... I, I question why they would run it if there was not enough time left. But yeah, like you said, if he had slid five yards earlier, he probably could have gotten it off, maybe. Although they weren't actually very close at all. Like, the spike came two seconds after the clock hit zero. So they weren't, it wasn't like they were close and missed it. That's they cap. really, you know, I mean, you look at the video, they were not, I it looked like there was a full second and a half, two seconds between when the clock hit zero when they actually spiked the ball. My other problem with this is the they Cowboys, snapped it at zero. The Cowboys fans are making it seem like if they'd snapped this ball and gotten it off, that they like would have won the game or something. Yeah, then you have a one shot at the end zone from like from like thirty, 30 yard line. Like it's just like you have to like laser like a ball in from thirty yards into the end zone and just pray. Let's be honest. Even if they had gotten this off, there's still probably a five percent chance they win this game at best, right? And then deserve it. They played terribly the whole game. Yeah, this is just the 49ers are the... I don't want to say the 49ers are the better team, but the 49ers were definitely the better team here. And going into Green Bay, I like the 49ers' chances more than the Cowboys' chances. I completely agree. I completely agree with you. Well, I don't think the Cowboys would have played the Packers, actually, because of the seeding. But my point is, I actually no, like they, the... they would have. They would have. They, they would have? No, the Packers... The Cowboys are the three seed. The, the Packers would have played the Rams-Cardinals winner because the one seed plays the lowest Oh, seed. you're right. You're, you're so right. You're so right. Chris just got outsmarted for the first time in a little bit. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. 
outsmarted. I just forgot what seeds they were. I'm just saying that rarely happens when my football knowledge is better than yours, so I'm going to appreciate this moment. Sure. Okay, okay, continue. Uh, I'm just going to say the Niners, I think, actually have a chance in Green Bay. I think they're going to lose, but they have a chance at least, right? We'll preview that game later on. Just my point is here that the Niners were the better team. End of story. Yeah, word. All right, so I think that about wraps up our NFL recap. Went a little longer than we necessarily hoped, but I'm glad you all stayed around to listen if you are listening to this as I, as I speak right now. Wait, Chris, so, should we do Chris, should we do another code word? No, no. We got to no. get two episodes. We should Although, not sne- I mean, we, we low-key could because I didn't get any texts. So clearly we just say Victoria's sister can't win again, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, do, the code, code word. Yeah, we did the code word last time, and we got two listeners who actually sent in the text. Who's the other one? Uh, Victoria's sister's boyfriend. Ah, uh, I don't count. <laughs> okay, ready? So we'll do a code word. It can't be Victoria's sister. It can't be on because you might listen to this segment. Why uh, can't it? It can't be because fine. because he's probably gonna listen to the segment that he's on. No spoilers. I'll ble- I'll beep that out. Taylor, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but you can't win again. Okay, yeah, word. So what's the code word, Sammy? You, uh, you come up with it this time. Uh, let's make it uh, mango. Mango. I guess we're sticking with fruit. Yeah, we'll All right, fruit so too. first person to Texas mango, $5 Venmo. There we go. And shout out to Taylor and Max for being the only people who actually apparently listened to that segment the and found the fans, code word. Yeah. The two, our two most loyal fans right there. Uh, all right, so... That was a long NFL segment. Now, I think we're going to move on to our next installment of the rankings segment with our first honorary and special guest. Is that correct, Chris? It is. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Welcome back, everyone. We are now joined by a very special guest for our ranking segment, the first guest in the history of Mind the Gap, Andre Sermonetta. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so for those of you who did not go to Dalton with us, uh, Andres, we all graduated together. We all played soccer together. Two-thirds of us were actually captains of the soccer team our senior year. So that was a very exciting time for all of us, I think. And Andres has been you know, attacking us a little bit. I'd also like to say that Instagram. two-thirds of us were also on the varsity team sophomore year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, only two-thirds of us get their names up in the Dalton gym under the list of soccer captains. So, My you know, boy. pick what you would rather do. But basically, Andres has been attacking our Instagram, on Instagram, attacking our uh, ranking segments the past two weeks. So we invited him on, you know, see if he can do any better. Obviously, we're putting up a poll for all three of us. So, you know, we'll see how, we'll see how, uh, how he does. So, Sam, you want to introduce our segment for today? How about before we introduce this segment on, do you want to give a little quick uh, recap of why you hated our Kanye list so much? You were a big hater. Um, Let's hear it. Yeah, it was a big critique on both sides of the lists. I think one of the main reasons is someone was mentioning Ultralight Beam, which was definitely top three Kanye song for me. Um, and there just wasn't enough of Life of Pablo, I think, on I think both of your lists. So, what was your thought so, on I'm Chris? I'm a big fan of the album. What was your thought on Chris putting College Dropout at number one album? Uh, I mean, it's Loki slept on, but I can't put it at one. Probably top three though. Fair enough. Certainly top three. All right. Certainly yeah. top three. We're not going to talk about that anymore since it's been three episodes, but today's a new ranking segment, and the topic of the day is Winter Olympic events. Obviously, this is very important now because the Olympics start in about two weeks, I think. So we're going to be discussing and ranking the best Winter Olympic events, all the way from skiing, snowboarding, to curling, and stuff like that. Uh, there are 15, 16 events, I believe, on the official Winter Olympics website, so we'll be listing all of those. Yeah, Andres is the guest. How about you uh, give us your bottom five, so 15 through 11. Start us off here. All right, so at 15, I got cross-country, you know, a long event. It's going to take a long time. You're not going to see the entire event. At 14, I might get some hate for this one, but I got figure skating. Not a big fan. Wow. Um, you know, you see a lot of the same stuff. It's very impressive, but just personally not a fan. At 13, I got Nordic ski jumping. Um, I think it's combined as well. But, you know, just a, not a very interesting event when you got ski jumping a little higher. 
Um, then at 12, I got short track skating. Um, no, that's a terrible. Be, come on. Yeah, it's a bad. No, that's right terrible, bad man. I might be. <laughs> I knew you guys are gonna say something about that, but uh, I think speed skating is above short track in my opinion. But at then at 11, I know Simon might give me some hate for this one. I got the biathlon. Um, not a huge fan. A long event, just like cross country, but. There's some interesting stuff like shooting in between. Yeah, I like biathlon like more than most. Semi-entertaining. I can't like hate on that because I like biathlon most and more people, but like I can understand that it can be a little boring. I mean, I think yeah. the short track speed skating is the worst pick there. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I knew I was going to get some hate No, because I think but... that's like so much more exciting than the normal speed skating. It's like not even comparable in my opinion. Really? You agree, Chris, you agree? Yeah, I mean, right? in, in short track, you have the potential for like a huge crash and then everyone just falls over and it's who survives. Yeah, I, what was that 2012 or something like that everyone, where, fell where everyone crashed for one last, guy yeah. yeah one guy that was in last place yeah i remember that all right want me to do 15 through 11 now yeah, go, go for it. it all right my number 15 is gonna be a ridiculously hot take but i got, I got reasons for this okay i got ice hockey right. at 15 wow that's shocking now that is shocking here's my reasoning that's so much worse than short track being here's my reasoning nah, no 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 here's my reasoning worse. Here's my reasoning. We don't need to watch hockey more. I feel like the NHL season goes on like most of the year. Like it's not really a special sport. Like all of these sports are most of them sports that I like only watch during the Olympics. But ice hockey is a sport that I can watch like all year round. So there's like no need for it to be in the Olympics. Like obviously it's like a little more interesting than some of the other sports. But I just don't think it needs to be in the Olympics. I can watch it like all year round if I want to. Right? Bro, yeah. That's like saying soccer shouldn't be in the Summer Olympics. It shouldn't. Soccer's one of the like, worst sports in the Summer Olympics because they don't have the... You're bugging. Because it's bugging. only under 21 in the Summer Olympics for soccer. That makes it better because it's the young player. I never it's watched similar soccer to that in, in hockey. I mean, I would watch it sometimes. Also, but... like, I don't watch the NHL in the regular season. Exactly. I don't watch, I watch NHL Olympic either because I don't, like, follow hockey, which makes this... Like, if I wanted to watch hockey, I'd just watch the NHL instead of watching Olympic nah, ice hockey. Nah, you gotta run the Olympics at least, no? You didn't see Miracle on Ice? I wasn't alive during that Come on, bro. All right, whatever. We'll come back to that. Ice hockey, I got a 15. That's my hot take. 14, I got Nordic wow. combined. It just okay. it just seems like two sports that, like, don't need to be mixed together, right? It makes no sense. Like, why do you need to, like, like ski on a flat land and also, like, jump off a cliff? It makes no sense at all. Uh, 13, I got cross-country skiing. As Andy said, yeah, pretty damn boring. It's like a 50-kilometer like cross-country with no excitement. Uh, 12, I got ice skating. I agree with Andy on this one. I, It's obviously hard. It's impressive to watch, but I don't find it that interesting. And at 11, I got ski jumping. Nah, now, you're ski jumping is like, cool to watch like here and there. That is nah, ski, ski jumping is cool to watch here and there. Yeah, you're bugging. No, dog, when you watch ski jumping, you're just watching the same thing over and over again. It's like the same people just flying through the air and doing the same thing over and over again. There's no like variation. Bro, you get some wipeouts though sometimes, but like they're flying. Like, like yeah, it's cool to watch fly. here and there, but like in terms of like, like... When else are you seeing that? That's the only sport. No, it's just like the same thing over and over. You're just watching like people fly and do the same thing over and over again. There's no like difference. It's just like, okay, cool. Bro, I can say the same about short track skating. Right? Nah, because that's like a, they're against each other. They're, the, they're going in laps, bro. Yeah, but it's it's better than long track speed skating because long track speed skating is just, it's just laps, except there's only two people and they don't crash into each other. We got a 17-year-old on the horizon, though, this year. I'm pretty sure the U.S. Yeah, I saw that. Best, He's filthy. Best skaters. So hopefully it'll be an exciting event this year. Chris, want to give us your 15 through 11? Yeah, I think it's kind of similar. I have cross-country skiing at 15. I will say that every once in a while there's some massive comeback and the last like 100 meters are super exciting because it's like the end of a marathon basically where they're all so close together. So that can be exciting. I think for the most part, it's like a 45 minute event and only the last like minute and a half is actually entertaining. So that's why it's last for me. I've then got a long track at 14 for what I just said. I think it's just inferior version of short track. They're kind of going in circles for a very long time. And then I've got biathlon 13. It beats out cross country because you have the shooting element as well. But I think it's kind of similar. It's It can be exciting at the very end, but for the most part, it's not that entertaining. Ski jumping 12. Uh, I, I do like ski jumping. I think it's very fun, but a lot of good events here. Wow, you guys are tripping, bro. And then 11, I've got uh, Nordic combined. I think Nordic Combined had to be ahead of ski jumping because it has ski jumping and cross country. So it has to be like, it has to be slightly higher than that since it has two events in one. 
but kind of in the same vicinity of ski jumping and the other long ski events. I think we had a good amount of similarities in our lists, though. Yeah, we did. Um, we all had. You didn't have like any super hot takes, but me and Sammy, I can't believe Sam with the hockey. Like, I'd say short track skating hot take for me. Chris, you didn't really have too many hot takes, I don't think. But yeah, overall, I think my list was kind of right down the middle. Yeah. All right, you want to give us your uh, ten through six, Andres? Yes. So at ten, I have the luge. At nine, I have speed skating. At eight, I have curling. At seven, I have alpine skiing. And at six, I have the skeleton. Yeah. So luge and skeleton, kind of similar, but um, I think you get more excitement with the skeleton. You know, you're going head on. Um, Good amount of injuries, not you know, promoting any of that, but, you know, you see some, a little bit of excitement at least. And then alpine skiing, super fast skiing, like what the Winter Olympics is all about, I feel like. Eight curling. I mean, I thought you guys were going to have curling in your bottom. Like, I think curling's low. No, I love curling. I love I think I, I think curling's curling. top five. Yeah. Yeah, curling's great. I'm not going to lie, but um, it is like that repetition, like Sammy said before, but like, you know, the U.S. has a pretty good team this year, I'm pretty sure. So it's always exciting to see the U.S., um, you know, try and get the gold. And then speed skiing at nine. I mean, you guys are already hating on it, but we got that 17-year-old coming in, trying to get the gold. I think he's, like, the favorite as well. And then 10 luge, similar to the skeleton, but, like, you know, legs first and all that. I can get behind that, actually. I'm, I'm very much down with, with – uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't totally disagree with that either. Yeah. Uh, should I go now, Chris? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I put speed skating at ten. Kind of agree there. I uh, put luge at nine and skeleton at eight. I, they're just kind of hard to distinguish for me. I've never been a huge fan of either. Like I feel like I said in my first ranking, I combined them because I it's like kind of the same thing, right? Just head first, feet first. Yeah. So I just put them together here because I I don't. It's obviously exciting to watch. They're flying. But yet again, it's just like the same thing over and over again. You're just watching the guys go down an icy track. It's, it's cool, but how much can you really watch? Now, 7 I have biathlon. I know you all put this like That's way high. lower. On. I know yeah, it's high, but I, this is like one of my sleepers. I think this is actually a really exciting event. Cross-country in itself is kind of boring. But when you add the shooting, I think the part that makes it the most interesting is that if you miss shots, you have to do like penalty laps. So if, if someone's far out in the lead and they miss shots, they have to do penalty laps, and it really allows people to catch up, and it can really make like for an exciting finish. It's not that long either, right? It's not as long as like a cross-country race. So I think the it's fact that if you kilometers. miss shots, it's not that long. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long race, 20 kilometers? That's like, what, 12, 13 miles? I feel like it goes by pretty quickly. I don't know. I just feel like the fact that like when you miss shots, you have to do an extra lap. It like creates a lot of excitement in the final 5K. Obviously, it's not like that exciting, but I, I just think it's one of my sleeper picks. Uh, six, I have bobsled. Bobsleigh. No. There's no way. You think that's too low? That's way too low. Really? I don't know. Bro, come on. I, def- I definitely put it above skeleton and luge. But my problem with bobsled, it's it's like definitely fun. It's top six, so it's one of the it's it's a good one. But it you. is the same thing over and over again, right? Yeah. Like that, that's the that's the one like flaw to it. It's the same thing you're watching over and over again. That's like a lot of these sports, though. I feel like, but I yeah, understand. which is but like I feel like my top three are all different. Not different, like my top three are definitely. all sports that like are different every time. I got you. All right, Chris, give me ten through six. Yeah, so I guess I just want like this, but so my. 10, 9, 8 are luge, skeleton, bobsled. I feel Dang. like it made sense to me just to group them together because it is kind of the same event, just different ways of going down the course. So I have luge last and then skeleton ahead of that because, like Honor said, the head first nature I think makes it a little more exciting. And then bobsled 8. Um, I think it's better, but I think that those three events are kind of the same thing, just different ways of actually moving from point A to point B. So for me, it made sense to kind of stick them all together. And then at seven, I've got short track speed skating. You know, like I said, I think it's similar to long track, except that uh, you got like eight guys jockeying for position. Always like lots of crashes. And obviously you, you hope no one gets hurt. 
but when no one gets hurt in the crashes it is pretty funny because they can take out like nine people or half the race and it ends up being someone who's in last that ends up winning so that's always pretty exciting and i've got ice hockey six so shocking sammy put it last i think uh it's very fun the certainly i don't pay a lot of attention to nhl but i think it's always fun watching the countries go out there for uh national pride for patriotism and for glory and all that stuff and also i remember in like 2016 maybe no 2014 when the u.s beat russia in the shootout when oshi had the the penalties to win it that's being so electric so i it's always had a i've always had a soft spot for olympic hockey i can get behind that but i don't know i'm just not a hockey fan and i feel like it's just more boring in the olympics than it is for the nhl so whatever no bro fighting for your country bro like in the hockey yeah. ring like, like maybe the gold medal match bad. like yeah like I don't know, like watching like what Canada versus the U.S. Like, Germany. Like, do I? I don't have that much interest in that. I mean, how about the U.S. versus like Russia? Like, like sure, that. Like, no, like seriously, like, Oshi scoring those penalties so is one of the one of my clearest memories as a sports fan from when I was like 13, 14 years old. Yeah, like I might. I think that my ranking hockey last might hurt me in the poll. Not gonna lie, it's going to. It's, Bro, going, it's gonna it's hurt going, me in the poll. It should. It should. All right, whatever. I will All right, Andy, that, give us. Well, no, there are no NHL players this year because of COVID. Yeah. So that that I think like an uh, someone who's a legit hockey fan probably would have it lower because it's. Gonna whoa, be, whoa, whoa! So who's on the U.S. hockey team? Like, uh, uh, not professionals. Like, uh, see, that makes it amateur. more lame. That makes it even more I, lame. I don't. I don't think so because I don't know any players anyways. So it doesn't. It doesn't affect my enjoyment of it. It makes it almost more interesting because it's, it's these guys who like aren't NHL players yet but could win the medal when they're like, I don't know how young, I assume they're pretty young, right? So they could win the medal as like 20 year olds and it'd be They might throw, they're going to be college awesome for them. That's what happened yeah. in Miracle on Ice. They're all college kids. Have you seen that movie, Sammy? Have you seen the movie, Andres? I've not yes, seen the movie, bro. no. Too many, that's the my movie's a classic. Movie of all time. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Sammy, bro, watch that before. You should have watched that before ranking your list. Fine, maybe I'll watch that before the Olympics then I'll change my mind yeah. on that. It's, that movie is but... actually incredible. All right, top five time. Andy, kick us off. Andy, right. do your do do four and five, and then we'll do our top threes together. All right, all right. So at five, I have freestyle skiing. At four, I have ski jumping. The, oh, come like, on. Tremendous wow. sleeper. Wow. How are you going to put sleeper. ski jumping over Yo, freestyle skiing? If you're, if you're listening to this episode, real ones know, yeah. Ski jumping is where it's at. Because you're seeing people fly. Like, you're literally flying through the air. Like, I have a problem with ski sport, jumping. Like, that's like a crazy thing to do. One of the problems I have with ski jumping is that the winner isn't the one who like goes the furthest jump. Like the judges take into account like the wind and like where they jump from. So like it's much more like detailed well, no, no, than just, no, no, like no, no, how no. far. Yes, they all they all jump with the same amount of wind. It's a combination of uh, it's a combination of the form that they have and then also the how far they go. No guy jumping like a, two hours earlier than somebody else is not gonna have the same wind. Really. I mean, they might they might factor it in, but the main components are the distance and then also the form, which is why that they they all keep their their legs like in the V and as flat as possible. Like the thing is, like if you're watching forward. like the final match, like you're not gonna be able to tell who wins by like just watching the jump. Like if one guy jumps the furthest, like he's not necessarily gonna win. Which is the kind I of think, yeah, but I think why. usually the furthest jumper still wins. I don't know. I I'm, I've like watched very little of this, but I, fine, I can agree with you, Andy. But like I just think it's a little a little excessive at number four. All right, I mean, we'll agree to disagree on that one. All right, five, I have alpine skiing. I feel like no one can disagree with that at five. Like, it's respectable yeah, five. Yeah, very respectable. I got curling at four. Wow, I respect that. I respect it's that. just one of those sports that, like, shouldn't be exciting, but, like, it's so exciting. And it's kind of, like, so exciting because it's such, like, a joke of a sport, which makes it even more entertaining. Yeah. Like, right, Chris? You feel what I'm saying, yeah. right? yeah. I remember, I remember the U.S. team won it last Olympics. There was a bunch of, like, 45-year-old dads who yeah. just were not yeah. in shape and just, like, spent their time drinking beers and going to the curling place in their hometown, like, Minnesota. And that was awesome. They were, they were American heroes for, like, two weeks. Like, it's just a bunch of dudes that's just, like, like, brooming ice. Like, it makes no sense. Like, it shouldn't work, but it's just, like, really entertaining to watch them just, like, cleaning the ice and just throwing some... Some curls. I don't even know what it's called, but it's so fun to watch. Stones. 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 Yeah. Stones. There it is. Come on, Sammy. Sorry, I don't even know the terminology. 
but All definitely right. some electric finishes too. Like when the some of the some of the shots, they, they bounce it off like five stones and leaves it closer to the middle. It's incredible. Yeah. All right, Chris, what's your five and four? So I've got curling five, like I just said, the same reasoning. Figure skating four. I'm actually I'm, mm, I'm that's very that's surprised. whoa, very surprised. Whoa. Bro, wow. I, I, wow. The girls are gonna vote for you. Yeah, well, first of all, that was a play. That. that was a play, right? Figure skating is one of the most popular sports among the general population, so people are going to love you putting it that high. Also, I do think that some of the stuff they... I'm not... Some of the stuff they can do is absurd. Like the... The the jumping... The jumping and the four twists. Like, I couldn't I couldn't do that just standing on the ground, right? And I, I, I am a pretty good skater, right? Like, obviously, I killed it at the Dalton Middle School skating parties. But just imagining that I could imagine people can skate and jump and spin four times in the air and then land it is ridiculous to me. And so yeah, I feel like I do get into you're it. Literally flying, though, you know, I yeah, got I mean, I've got way above figure skating. I've My problem with figure skating stuff ahead. So figure yeah, skating is obviously like, so, figure skating is so cool and it's like really hard. They're so talented. But my problem with it being that high is that it's not like electrifying, right? Like, yeah, there's no like down to the wire like finish like no like it's not like down to the wire finish like oh my god this is so electrifying it's just like watching like people do really cool spins and stuff no i think it is... can be because the, the on the last it's like in golf like how on the on the final of the competition they pair the leaders together and so they're, they're all working at the same time like on the last of the competition they have the the leading score go last and so if it's if it's close and the guy before the leading score like nails his routine then you're you're watching the last guy being like, oh my gosh, can he do this? And he lands like all four of his jumps, and everyone loses it. I I think it's uh I think it's it's more game than you're giving it credit for, Sammy. Like if we were ranking based off like hardest and like most skill like necessary, it'd be top five. But we're not ranking based yeah. off that. I can uh, yeah, I can, I I can agree there. I can agree with that. And it's gonna help me in the poll because people love it. So that's true. Chris is just going for the poll now. That's just so shameless. I'm, well, f- that's not true. That's not true. First of all, I assume. Chris, you have, have you ever there. actually watched figure skating in the Olympics, or just bullshit us? Yeah, of course I watch the Olympics. I've watched it a, a, a few times, probably. Well, because they always put it on I'm in really prime time, so that. I watch that. Like I'll, I'll watch I as much you. of it as I possibly can. Word. All right, let's do top three. Yeah, give me your top three, Andres. All right, my number three is probably your guys's number one. I got snowboard. Okay. okay. Number two, you. number two, I have hockey. Boy. Wow. And wow. Wow. Does that, does, that mean, does that mean? Does that mean? Bob sled is my number one. No. Come That's on. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> no. I have to get. I have to give Bob sled number one. You know, like cool runnings, like absolutely legendary movie. You just love to see the Jamaican team there, and like obviously the U.S. is Loki pretty good every year. I'm pretty sure Germany is like absurd at it though it's just hard um, to put bobsled but, like in the top three i just it's just the same thing bro, over and like over again team. you got the you, you got like basically like a whip that you're sliding down the course through like it's crazy um but why do you have it so much higher than luge and skeleton um because luge and skeleton are like singles you know it's like just one person bobsled's a team sport you know it's, it's like i will say people working together I will say bobsled can be very electrifying, like if it's down to like the finals and like you're checking the time and how close they are to the time difference. So it can definitely be very electrifying in that way, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Seems excessive, but we'll accept also, it. I will say for bobsled as well, it's it's like it feels. I know that when they're all in there, the the person in front is like steering, right? But it always just seems to me like they, they run and they all hop in and then it's kind of like it all looks the same to me, right? Like I can never tell if someone makes a mistake unless it is like so obvious they hit the wall or something. Yeah. So I don't know. I will say though, I just checked Jamaica does have a team that qualified for the Olympics. So that's always very fun when they're in there. Like does any yeah. does anybody besides the driver do anything when they're actually going down? No, I think they just stick their heads down and try and stay as still. So they, as so what? So it's like the second, third, and fourth person in the bobsleigh requires very little actual skill. You just have to be strong and fast. Like yeah, like your legs have to be very strong. Like it's all about your start and like, like the person that's steering you guys. 
don't know. I guess That's there's it. a little bit of form too, like just taking, keeping your head down and like distributing your weight to the right or the left. I'm sure there's a little bit of that as well. Oh, you, you probably do have to lean based on the turns. Yeah, right? that would make sense for sure. All right. I've heard enough of bobsled for today. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, right, what's your top three, Sammy. All right, three. Like, Andy's going to hate this, but I got short track speed skating at three. Uh, I mean, like. That is pretty high. That is pretty it high. is, but it's I so it's so electrifying. What's what's the guy's name? Uh, like, the really famous one that used to do it. The guy with the goatee, bro. The guy with the oh, goatee. Oh, him, him. oh, I know. I know. I forget his name. You're talking Otto, about. It's no. Otto, I think. Apollo. Something Otto. It's Apollo. Apollo Otto. Otto. Apollo Ono. Yeah, All right, so like I got that. that at three, just based off like pure electrifyingness. I got freestyle skiing at two, which I feel like we can agree with that a little bit, right? It's not crazy. Yeah, no, not at all. I got snowboard at one. Like I wouldn't put snowboard at one if it was just snowboard. If it was like split up into two events, but the fact that it includes like snowboard across and like the half pipe and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like when people think of the Olympics, like the Winter Olympics, they just like think of Sean White just like doing like flips in the half pipe. It's like the yeah. most legendary event. And I do think it's the most exciting to watch, too, because, like, the snowboard cross, Chris hates. I don't know why he hates it, but I think the snowboard cross is so exciting. Like, watching the five guys go down the track on the snowboard and race each other, that's electrifying. I think, overall, it has the most, like, events that are really fun to watch. That makes sense. Chris, do you disagree with this or no? No, I don't actually at all, because I have alpine skiing three and then freestyle skiing two, snowboarding one as well. So I think we really match up there in our top three. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa. Before we started this episode, you said that Snowboard Cross would be last on your list. Yeah. So how does it go from last to first all of a sudden? Because I think that snowboard freestyle snowboarding is so much better than everything else that it can make up for having a Snowboard Cross attached to it. I, I Like you said, I think that when you think of the Olympics, you think of the snowboard freestyle stuff. You think of, yeah, like Sean White going in the half pipe. You think of the slope style stuff. You think of the big air stuff, like... That, that always is what I think of in my mind, is the, the guys going off the crazy jumps and doing tricks in the air. So for me, that always had to be number one. And then freestyle skiing is similar. I think it has to be below snowboarding because they only just added it pretty recently. And I always think snowboarding is like, that that is kind of the more snowboarders you think of as the, the cooler kind of people on the mountain, whereas the skiers usually seem like the, the more kind of snobby, elitist vibes. So, yeah, I, I think that snowboarding has to be one, skiing two, and then alpine skiing I think is awesome. They're, like, they go so fast in the downhill stuff. They're, like, 70 miles an hour. And, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's why it's third for me. I think uh, the racing aspect is hard to hard to, hard to. I think that. based off just, like, listening to the list, I do think Chris is going to win the poll. I totally agree with you. I think you're – I think Chris is going to smoke us in the poll. I think on these top three is ridiculous. I think my hockey and speed skating is very is like too low and too high. So I think hockey's gonna kill you, Sammy. I think having speed skating at three is also gonna hurt me. But I think based on the list, Chris like put together the most popular list. I totally his top three were just super solid. Which is kind of lame though, right? You just put together like a popular list. Like no, there's no like diversity there, Chris. Not gonna lie to you, buddy. I put curling five. That that diverse, I think. I don't know. The top yeah. four just seemed like everyone would say those top four. I don't know. I had hockey at two, which some people might like. I based my list purely on my personal enjoyment. I did not in any way, you know, cater to the polling. I do agree with you, though. I think that me having Fury's getting four and you guys having it in, like, your bottom five is going to help me. Chris, whenever you sit down and watch figure skating on primetime, please text me and I'll fact check you because I doubt that's going to happen at all. No, the thing is just that, like, I'm going to sit down and watch the primetime coverage and they and because it's so popular, they always show it in primetime. So I'm going to watch a lot of it just because it's going to be on while I'm there. Like, sure, fine. I, I, nice, nice to hear that, Chris. I don't know. I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to tune into that. Well, I don't know, man. I think you're missing out. We'll see. If the problem is this year, we're not. Let's be honest. This year, the issue is with the time change, it's going to be hard to watch it live. Well, in the Summer Olympics last summer were impossible to watch because of all the. Like NBC trying to put their stuff on Peacock, it, they they barely showed anything. You, you do not have Peacock. I do have it for soccer, but it's like the you never know what's on where. If you have Peacock, it's super easy. Like the Peacock Olympics thing is actually really easy to manage. But most people don't have Peacock. I, I only know. have it because they have soccer. I on do it. not have. Like, that. That's the only way you can watch Premier League soccer. I don't think they have Peacock at Gandhi's College, so they definitely don't have we it at don't. the Bronx. I'll tell you that. Yeah, we do. We do not. Really? Yeah. It's devastating. Very tough. All right, guys. Well, that was, I think, a very successful ranking segment. 
we'll obviously put the polls up. If you're hearing this, the polls are up. So check us out, mindthegap.pod on Instagram. I am currently 2-0. and I think Chris is going 3-0. and I think you're going to go 3-0 and pretty easily. I, I agree. I think I'm going to go 3-0. and uh, I can agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. So, Andres, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being the first official guest. And we'd love to have you on again in the future. Thanks for having me, boys. I'll definitely be on again in the future. Got to get at least one dub on the polls. Of course. All right, we'll be back after this very quick break. And that is the end of the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back probably on Saturday morning with a preview of the weekend's games and our picks. Make sure to vote in the poll at mindthegap.pod on Instagram. I don't know. Any final words, Sammy? Lovely episode. Definitely enjoyed the ranking. Thought that was an interesting topic. Uh, looking forward to the games this weekend. In my opinion, the divisional games are the most entertaining because there's still four of them. And they're all really good games. So it should be a fun weekend. I have to draft my picks. I have to get some revenge on Chris this week. Um, besides that, uh, we will see you guys on Saturday before the games. Hope you all have a lovely rest of your week.